This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Welcome back to the Orange Podcast, everyone. Ellie Bryce with you this week. It's been a while since I've been in the driver's seat as your host, but it's it's good to be back. So, Orange attracts a lot of visitors to town for a number of reasons, as we know, and one of these obviously includes our food and wine. But we've managed to attract an extra special bunch of people to our city for a different reason. The Giants netball team touched down in Orange on Tuesday of this week with a super exciting announcement that all of you will want to stick around to hear, I'm sure. But more on that soon. First up, comms team member Liv Sargent sat down with Council's Manager of Waste Services, Wayne Davis, to chat about the bulky waste collection service that's going on at the moment now that we're halfway through that month-long schedule. Hi, I'm here with Orange City Council's Manager of Waste Services and Technical Support, Wayne Davis. We're talking about the bulky waste collection, which is currently happening around town. How's, how's the bulky waste collection going, Wayne? Well, it's going quite well. We're into the second week of um, a four-week program. If you divide the city in half with a a line that runs uh, north-south through Anson Street, east of Anson Street is being collected in the first two weeks of February. So we're just over the halfway mark of the collection service for uh, those residents. Then next week, For the following two weeks, the western side of Anson Street will be collected for a fortnightly period. So uh, I guess um, as a snapshot, results for the six days of last Monday to Friday and Monday this week, there were over 4,540 collections of general waste and scrap steel and uh, old fridges that have been collected thus far. That's a lot of old fridges. Logistically, a big service to offer for a city. We've got three trucks running around separately collecting the white goods, scrap steel and the residual waste elements of general household bulky waste. And the reason why we've got three trucks is to try and get some resource recovery happening and and not have it all go into landfill. As you can imagine, a lot of household bulky waste is recyclable and it's predominantly in a scrap metal nature or white good nature, and they're the major products that we want to salvage from going into landfill. Great. So have you come up with any issues so far in the collection? I guess so. With any sort of collection of this scale, you're always going to have some uh, unacceptable items presented. Things such as mattresses are the major product that we're seeing being put out for collection on on the footpath and tyres. And building waste and materials such as bricks, gyprock and paint and oils. All of these sorts of things are recyclable in nature and they've been highlighted in the uh, brochure that was issued to households prior to the collection service commencing as being ineligible for collection. These household recycled items, mattresses, the tyres, the building waste, bricks, etc. Normally they're all recycled out at the Road Resource Recovery Centre. But the logistics of providing additional trucks to collect each of these items separately uh, would make the service costs quite high for the Orange residents. So that's why we place those limitations on what's eligible to be collected. And we have a backup service. The council resolved just before Christmas 
to provide each household in Orange, whether you own a home or you're a tenant, that you can come and collect a voucher from Council's customer service counter and, and present it to the Weybridge up until the 30th of June this year. And that will um, allow residents to get rid of those bulky items that are ineligible under our current curbside collection service up to two cubic metres worth of waste a six by four box trailer ute trailer size um, is able to be disposed of it out at the overage site at no charge so the collection will start next week for west of anson street people who get their recycling collected in the week a of the program so what should uh, those people who live west of anson street do Um, this weekend. We're asking on Sunday the 14th of February for residents west of Anson Street to place their eligible items out on the footpath. Up to two cubic metres worth of household bulky waste product uh, can go on the curb. Just make sure that um, the footpath is not obstructed. Anything that's loose uh, can be bundled and tied with rope or string or put in a box and Try and adhere to those uh, list of eligible items that were outlined in the uh, brochure that was issued to every household. And over the following fortnight, J.R. Richards will send three trucks around to collect those bulky items such as uh, household white goods, scrap steel and those things that are normally a bit difficult to get into a household residential bin. And what will happen if uh, the contractor finds something's been put out onto the footpath that's not eligible to be collected? Yeah, anything that's not eligible will be left on the footpath and a note will be placed within the letterbox at the household and that will clearly describe that the particular item or items that have been left was not eligible for collection and so we'd encourage people to remove it from the footpath as quickly as possible and partake in that voucher system that's available to them now up until the 30th of June to present that item out at the Ofer Road Resource Recovery Centre and there'll be no charge applied. Thanks Wayne. My pleasure. Liv Sargent there speaking with Wayne Davis. So as I mentioned earlier the Giants netball team has announced that it will play right here in Orange in just a few weeks time against Adelaide. Comms team member Nicole Taylor was right there in the thick of it all for the announcement and had a moment to speak with Orange City Council's Sport and Recreation Committee Chair Councillor Jason Hamling about the exciting news and what that means for Orange. Can you tell us a little bit about why Council pursues these sort of big name games? Well, the main reason is that uh, the kids, the juniors who play these sort of games, don't have to travel to go and watch watch these games in the capital cities. And if they're coming out this way, it saves parents a lot of money and a lot of hassle to go to Sydney and book accommodation and and whatever. So, you know, you you can drive 10 minutes from your home to come and watch these sort of games in your own backyard. In terms of our facilities here, are they appropriate for hosting these big name games or is there potential to expand? Yes, when we, it is at the moment, but um, with the junior competitions that are happening at the moment, the seniors, netball's exploded with numbers. So um, when we built this, we, we left some room down the um, northern part of the court. And, yeah, we, we can extend this, and it has been spoken about. And with this coming to town um, on the 6th of March, we'll be able to see how many numbers we can fit in here and how many courts we can go. When you say how many numbers that we can fit in here, how limited are we with the COVID restrictions? Are you aware of those numbers at this point? From what I've been told, 850 we can fit in, but that's COVID safe. And 
we will be doing everything in our power to make sure that those rules and regulations, so it is a COVID safe event. When these pre-season matches happen in Orange, a lot of things happen on the side which are really beneficial to the community. Can you walk us through some of the other activities that are going on behind the scenes, like say the coaching clinics for the kids? In the past we've had the Central Coast Mariners come up, we had the Newcastle Knights Rugby League came up. They came up a few days before the game and got the interest going in the community and, and the kids got the merchandise so um, you know there's coaching clinics there's meet and greets and I can guarantee you when the Giants leave here after that Saturday's match they'll have a lot more fans in Orange. I can imagine. In terms of the various different sports that we have on offer here for kids in Orange how popular is netball? Netball is extremely popular. You, you don't have to come over here on Saturday mornings, Saturday afternoons and see the amount of people. And that's why we need to extend this facility because the numbers have exploded. And basketball's also starting to come online. And uh, so we need to make, make this facility bigger, which, which we are in the planning stages of doing. Can you give us any clue with the planning stages where that's up to in terms of the next steps or future movement or is it a case of looking for funding? It's always looking for funding because uh, obviously we, we don't want to slug the ratepayers with all that and you know we, we go to state and federal governments with our um, we, we put our plan in and I've seen the plans for the uh, for the extension and they look pretty good so um, yeah we're, we're just knocking on the doors of um, both state and federal government to get the grant funding and and um, you know I'm pretty confident that they'll they will give us some money in the future I don't know when but you've always got to be confident because you may as well not knock on doors if you're not confident it's the facilities if you have the facilities you can attract these teams you can attract these competitions so that's what we're trying to do is build great facilities in Orange so we can bring these sort of competitions out west Nicole Taylor there with Orange City Council Sport and Rec Committee Chair Councillor Jason Hemling now for the weekly wrap from Council CEO Dave Woodell. Hello Ellie, hello everyone. Um, yes, another interesting week. It's amazing what happens in the week of local government. We had some rain, which was good. We had 50 mils at my place and I think um, Isley, Isley Road, Summerhill Creek was flowing at 77 megs a day at one stage, so we'll take that. Um, yeah, good giant thunderbirds. It's it's great how Orange seems to attract these things, and you know my daughters will love it. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, we had the first budget session with councillors this week. Every year we have to do a budget, and we're just moving into a cycle of going through the current situation. How did COVID impact us last year? What's the current budget position? Have we got any spare cash? You know, looking at last year's budget. Where are we going? Have we finished projects, etc.? And this is when we give councillors the ability to add projects or, you know, ask for some of the stuff that they're hearing from for the community. So that was good. And the community, of course, will get a chance later in the year to, to have their say on budgets. We've also got a couple of prospective councillor sessions coming up. One's a general session uh, in a couple of weeks, which will be widely advertised. And the other is on a Saturday, which is targeted at women in local government. It's run by an association. So, yeah, come along. Find out how to be a councillor, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I met another firm this week who want to relocate to Orange. You know, it just it seems to happen every fortnight that a firm comes up, fact-finding, falls in love with the place and brings six or seven jobs. So that, that's always good. 
shows. I tell you, we had some delighted people in our theatre staff who, after a whole year of misery, have finally got shows going again. And the Wharf Review was here. It was packed out for the two or three nights it was on. And you know, Ellie, people were flying from Brisbane and Melbourne into Orange for the weekend to see that show because they don't have those shows. It's great. Fantastic. Have a good weekend. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the Orange Podcast where you usually listen to your podcasts. I'll catch you next time. Have a great weekend.